Hello, Spencer. Oh, hi, Michael. I want to see how long I could just keep the silence until uh, you said something. I had a feeling that's what you were going for. So I was like, I'm going to nip this in the bud early. I mean, that's a fair strategy. I'm going to just relentlessly troll as always. Um, happy Saturday, the 25th. This is recording yeah, I know. the day before we're supposed to release. So that's fun. <laughs> well, you know, scheduling can be tough sometimes. Yeah. Uh, my younger sister is visiting me and we have been running around pretty much exclusively. In fact, uh, the hard cutoff is two hours here because it, I have plans at five o'clock. Oh my God. We have a We have a timer for this one, folks. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have two, to pack in all the jokes. Only two hours, you know, only, <laughs> only two hours, especially for this song. I mean, without spoiling the song, uh, what's our outlook on a name the same's? Uh, zero. Absolutely zero. zero. <laughs> name the same's great. All right. Well, there's a little I, clue for you. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to. I mean, they could have just read the fucking title. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's what. <laughs> like, like happens. it's not. It's not like this is. It's not like we name. We give episodes funny titles to hide what the song is. The that episodes just called like a number and then the title of the episode. I don't even put funny descriptions in. I literally just call it the one the about one about blank. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not. <clears throat> I, I hate doing that. That overzealous bullshit. Like it's stupid. Well, you know, I understand, Spencer. It's surely not your style. Anyway, welcome oh. to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers. Every single week, me and Michael talk about a single song by the band The Killers, and it is very funny. I'm your host, Spencer Polly, and with me, as always, is President Michael Nance. Michael, how do you feel now that you're president? <laughs> it's uh, it, it's humbling, honestly, to be up here as the number one guy in America. And I got to say, whoa, 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 whoa. In America? I didn't say yeah. that. There oh. are other presidents. Yeah, I know. I, I just assumed I won. I, I wasn't really trying. So what did I win president of? I, I didn't campaign at all. So I'm, I'm unaware. Um, uh, the I'm trying to think of like the worst possible thing. What? I don't know, Michael, just to briefly search President Michael Nance on Google. And the first. Oh, yeah. Thing let's that see comes, what that comes up with. Sorry. Yeah. Brief clicking, everybody. Michael um, Nance. Well, my LinkedIn page comes up. Michael D. Nance uh, is was up for election at the Metropolitan School District of Wayne Township. Oh, I mean, that pretty in, is pretty awful in in uh, Board of Education in Indiana. So how does it feel to be the president of the Metropolitan School District of Wayne Township Board of Education in no, Indiana? It's great. I can't wait to just radicalize this this township's education youth radicalized yeah, the youth the youth will be radicalized uh first my first act will be to make a soul of a truck podcast mandatory and oh, never mind i found a better one we're not doing yeah you know, sorry uh i was wrong i know you actually are the president of nance tractor and implement incorporated in wow. connell's south carolina it's honest work <laughs> It ain't much, but it's honest work. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up two things from last week's episode. Thing okay. number one, 
Um, yes, I really did throw an ad in between the moment of silence for Norm Macdonald. And wow. uh, I apologize, but like, I don't feel bad because it was really funny. But I am sorry for my actions. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, if, I, if you were offended, I'm sorry. But also, I mean, not sorry. Would you expect me to do anything less? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, honestly, Spencer, it was it was in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, so that's thing number one. Thing number two, and I didn't mention this last week because I got the email about it after we'd already recorded the episode. But I finally got a message from from Soul of a Troll. And oh, really? They reached out to us. Soul of a Troll reached out to us. And the reason they reached out to us. Huh. Oh, they created lyrics. They made the lyrics page for I've Got This Feeling, which we covered okay. a few weeks ago. All right. All right. This so is... so are we going to do like a pre-roll I've Got This Feeling lyric section? How do we want to do this? Um, I didn't just encourage everyone. I want eyes on this page since Soul of a Troll went out of their way to write it. Okay, so here's what um, we're going to do. We're going to I'm going to post the link on Twitter. Perfect. All right. Um, And then I'm going to credit Soul of a Troll. And then you and me at some point in the near future are going to do a exclusive lyrics section for this song. It'll be uh, 10 minutes long. Yeah, it'll be 10 minutes long. It'll be very funny. <laughs> cool? Cool. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. All right. So let's go to Twitter. I'm going to do this on pod so everyone knows that I did it. And you should all go look at this tweet and check it out. Live tweeting. Another yeah. Spencer specialty. Ooh, also the killers posted Delaware. You, sweetie. Um, as a as a Delawarean, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's really what they're called Delawareans you're not a Delawarean yeah it's on my birth certificate oh you were born in Delaware I was born in Delaware wow I was unaware <laughs> are you done tweeting uh, oh, hold on Lucy I can't spell Sclusi soon. I'm not going to write Sclusi soon. There you go. There you go. All right. Well done. Well done, Spencer. So that Thank was you. That was one thing. Um, What's the other thing we got to talk about? Well, I think we've actually talked about both things. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I, I, I try my best. Well, uh, I closed the watch together, though. That kind of sucks. Oh, damn. Do you have any? Uh, well, go ahead and get that open again. And while you're doing that, I'll I'll uh, do you have any other items. Um, well, uh, just, to, you know, glamp your way towards the the pun that I'm sure you've thought of. Well, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. Damn yeah, it. no, no, go on. No. <laughs> I thought you were messing with me. No, no. I've heard about this, uh, but they. I don't know, Spencer, you're not really much of a weed culture guy, but 
Oh yeah, no, I love the weed. Everyone knows yeah. that. It's yeah. common knowledge. I'm gonna crush a can really quick, so uh, I'm I'm gonna cut the sound from it. But just like everybody, Michael, make a funny sound or say something really offensive while I crush the can, because no one will ever hear it. Okay. Right. Perfect. All right. Um. So I'm telling. So okay. So to go back to my story, uh, I was reading uh, online about this area of united states um of the united like, states or area of united states area an area of the united states i'm not familiar with the the highway since it's not texas but it's it's one of those highways it's like route number okay route something okay and um they recently discovered that a strain of marijuana grows right off of this this highway which is interesting because no one's you know found it it's just like this like ditch that's right off the highway and this specific strain of marijuana grows there. So, you know, of course, all the stonies from the local provinces and such are going and finding this weed. Isn't and, this the uh, plot of like uh, uh, that one road trip movie? I, and is it? Yeah, there's road like trip? a isn't. No, no, it's not road trip. Uh, hold on. You keep talking. I'm going to search, search it up. Well, anyway, so there's two different types of uh marijuana and if if you didn't know this spencer and it's sativa and indica and sativa is like a more uplifted peppy feeling you know according to the whatever you know the research or whatever and then indica is supposed to make you feel sleepier so it's determined that this was some indica because it's a little bit of a slow more mellow weed and uh so they've given this uh particular weed that they found indica route side Are you fucking happy with yourself? <laughs> like I was trying to find this fucking movie and I just hear I just hear I just hear Indicar outside. I'm like, you motherfucker. Indicar outside. Like you didn't even you didn't even dramatic pause it. I think I think this is the movie. It's called Rolling Kansas. Um, that isn't, who has heard of this movie? Rolling Kansas? Yeah, it's it's an indie film. Uh it but it's oh, okay. about some it's about five people who uh, who go on a journey to find a secret government marijuana field in Kansas that was discovered oh, wow. on a map that uh, three of the parents left for them on the way they encounter cops, crazy grease strippers and a crazy old man played by Rip Torn. Very interesting. Rip I Torn just, definitely. Yeah. Great. Great choice for crazy old man. Yeah. Oh, Rip Torn. Is he dead he, in this timeline this time? Oh, he he is, is dead now. Okay. Because like sometimes he's he's dead and other times he's not. And I never remember which timeline <laughs> I'm in. I'm not even kidding. It's like a well, thing. Spencer is clearly a time traveler. Uh, no, or a, a dimension hopper. Dimensional. Oh, a dimension hopper. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Because I have... Uh, because, like, for example, Men in Black 3, uh, Rip Torn was still alive. I always thought he was dead, and that's why he wasn't in the movie. But apparently he was still alive, and he just, they put him in a, they just didn't want him in the movie because he was, you know, 
being crazy old man or something. Or he's just super old. Yeah. Not really acting anymore. Maybe retired. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they got Tommy Lee Jones back for like five minutes. <laughs> well, how do you feel about the song in the car outside? Oh, right. We we should probably talk about that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's OK. It's, it's OK. You know, I, I so. It's funny, we were listening to it and something that really surprised me is how well we both know the song. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I've just it's it's also a little bit of a recency bias because I just listened to this album so much lately that I've heard. And, you know, I typically just listen to it all the way through so I can get the full experience. But yeah, I don't know. Do you also do you uh, do you find yourself skipping around in this record or is it more of a you just I usually listen through. There's a couple songs I skip because it's it, there's a lot of mood music on this album for sure. Like, you know, like terrible thing. Yeah. is not a like easy listen so it's not that it's a bad song i just don't want to feel sad while i'm washing the dishes or whatever so that's probably one it. of my favorite songs on the album to be honest it is a good you. it is a good song it's, it's just there's it's a very lot, sad yeah no there's a lot of like bummer music i agree but this is not one of them i mean lyrically it is but musically it's it's got the same thing that like quiet town has we're gonna be doing all the sad slow songs like eventually for this record and it's going to be like a bummer week we should just do bummer week right yeah uh, we, can like, do, we can do bummer week or like two we okay here's bummer a, month here's a concept all right so we have six more christmas songs right right and so between christmas and uh november like the second week in november we have that two week span Let's choose like the saddest songs that we haven't done yet. Okay. Cause we've already gotten some real sad ones in there, but it'll be pretty easy. We can find some super sad ones. Yeah. We'll find like the saddest two songs from uh, PM and <laughs> figure it out. Chris. Um, this, I think the, uh, another reason is that we, uh, this has one of the most min memorable intros to me. Like the, uh, like the, like the pre song intro. Yeah. Or? Yeah, the like found recording. Yeah, the uh, go fucking find it. Yeah, <laughs> ah, I lost that thing again. Um, you know, and rare, it just sounds like all good old boys. Yeah, rare instance of swearing in a killer song. I thought that was right. that fucking straight up threw me the first time I heard it. I was like, whoa, someone said a naughty. They need to clip. You need to clip in. Instead of the guy saying, go fucking find it, they need to clip in that clip of Brandon saying, stop fucking fighting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is, uh, this is your homework for this week, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right where that guy says, go fucking find it. Have him say, go stop fucking fighting. <laughs> Perfect. Classic Brandon moment. He just is not having it. It's so great. I, you know, it's, it's a rare moment of humanity from, from Brandon F. <laughs> have you been, uh, have you been checking out any of like the live stuff from, from this tour? A little bit. I've just been incredibly busy this week. So same driving the sister around as previously stated. Uh, if, if, by the way, if you had canceled, we, I would have recorded at the same time just with the sister. So. That's a I, good call. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we got to release every Monday. It's important. Yeah, I mean, that's that that's the goal. 
it's the mission. Exactly. But yeah, no, I like this song. It's just not. I don't think it's the best song on the on the record, but because you know what it is. Okay, so I'm, you know, I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but it's just occurring to me the more I listen to like the Killers and other stuff. I'm really big on like the the hook of a of a song. Does that make sense? Like the way the, the way the song starts and Brandon just fucking screaming. I'm in the car like fucking just throws me right out of the song. <laughs> it is. This definitely. I like this one. Um, I I think it's a good song. I don't know if it cracks my top five for pressure machine. It, it if it does, it's number five. But it doesn't mean I don't like it. I I do like this song. It has, you know, it's a good energy pick me up in the middle of the album. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I. I it gives me big Tyson versus Douglas vibes. Yeah, you're right. Like the way that Brandon's voice sounds in Tyson, especially the chorus of Tyson versus Douglas. Yeah, no, I definitely like this. Yeah. Just but like, there's also like not like this. This song seems like it has more. I always forget how little, how few lyrics it has. Truthfully, yeah, no, it's a it's, really short song. Yeah, and then there's just a lot of like the the end where they do the, just like the musical outro, very cool. And you get a cool Dave guitar part in this one, right in the middle. It's basically like the guitar bridge, which I like, and it's it, it definitely. When I was listening to this album the first couple times, I was like, oh, yeah, there's Dave. Oh, yeah, there's fucking Dave. Yeah, baby. There's Dave. Mm. Creeping. Just creeping. Sorry, everybody. I'm, I realized that 90% of you just turned the pot off. It's well, fine. And well, they, they didn't hear your apology, so who cares? <laughs> if you turn the pot off, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> turn it up. Yeah, turn it up, people who are enjoying themselves. Uh, anyway, let's let's go see what Reddit thinks of this song. eh? OK, let's see what Reddit thinks. All right. So first thread, and this is relevant to earlier conversation uh, from the user. Imagine X's says is in the car outside in the car outside the first killer's song to use the F word. Uh, in the voice out intro, the local says it twice. Can't remember ever hearing the F word on a killer's album as it happens before. Not that I mind at all. Just curious. Gotta get up at the butt crack of dawn. And that's the top comment from user Heavy Glow. All of uh, these are pretty good, too. Um, right. Uh, T. Martin says, what's quote the F word? I only listen to killer's music. And then Mr. Brightside 7-Eleven just says. Flowers. flowers fucking incredible right it's, it's just like a straight troll troll post like this is great um this person the most controversial is from user the devil's water who says listen closely to the beginning of leave the bourbon on the shelf well we've done that song you want you want to take a look yeah yeah let's let's see all right let's do it let's just go ahead and put it in the watch together i don't remember we didn't mention this when we did this song so Let's listen. Let's listen even closer. All 
right, here's Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, it's really hard to hear. The voices are so distorted. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think that's uh, true. So even if that that is in there, that's like technically correct. But this is the most clear. Like I would have never in a hundred years known that they said that because that just sounds like gibberish to me. Oh, okay. So apparently they're saying one hundred thousand euros. All right, they get the gist. I know. Fuck it. So I'm a shoot at them. Let's wow. Let's let's just play that one more time. See if we can hear that. Okay, I did hear it. I, okay. I, I, there I it is. It. Yeah, that's there. It is. That's the true first f bomb in Killers history. So there's yes. only been two. The, the Killers are rated PG thirteen. Yeah, PG thirteen. We already knew that. If they get one more f bomb, though, R R. So. Also, or uh, if or if we get full frontal from Ronnie during a show, hard R. Yeah, no. Yeah, I would I would be OK with that. <laughs> it's really what we're all hoping for when we go see yeah. the killers. Yeah, no, like full frontal from Ronnie is there is uh, apparently a great random F-bomb in one of the their performances, but we haven't done that song yet, so we can't play it. So when we do this, uh, when we do that, this song in the future. We will have to come back and find this YouTube video. Um, wait, we haven't done uh, that one song. Yeah, we have. No, no, we haven't. We've done all the pretty faces. No, that's not the, this. That's wait. That's what they're doing in this video. Oh, no. But in the video that. Uh, that's this the is one. a video by the Silver Poet 96. Oh, who says there is a performance of. Oh, blank that, oh, that's what I'm talking. Oh, about. man. OK, I see. Yeah. this. Bingo. All right. Uh, for the record, the song is a great big sled. I don't care about spoilers. Fuck it. So when uh, we get there. So during Christmas season this year, we get a killer's F bomb. Hell yeah. yeah that's that's a, that's a great Christmas gift. That's going to be the episode that releases. Hold on. We're going to. That's clink, 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 clink. Because we, we're doing the Christmas songs in reverse in reverse order. So it's the second to last song. Um, I don't think that's right, but yeah, we'll figure it out. The point is that song is uh, going to be on there. Hopefully it releases at a funny Christian time of day so we can get the flowers F bomb. Right. Next Reddit thread. Next Reddit thread. I'm going to read this one uh, when they oh, it's loading for me now. The, this is from user HeyUDBD, who says, when they play In the Car Outside Live, that outro better be like 10 minutes long. And they say, I feel like that outro can go on forever. Even though it's a solid two plus minutes, it feels way too short. This seems like the perfect song to end a show with. You just keep going, getting more intense and more hectic. And it's where Brandon can name and thank the band members, thank the audience. Name drop the city they're in and do the whole see you next time kind of thing that bands do at the end of a great show. I hope the song becomes a single and gets hugely popular because then it would be the perfect way to end a show. Um, 
yeah, you could definitely do that. I agree that this has got a perfect outro for like, uh, you know, going on for 10 minutes, riffing, doing a little bit of improv, though I can see the outro to this being one of those ones that bands use to start another song. You know what I mean? Like they come back from uh, shifted to for the encore. Mr. B. Yeah, exactly. They come back from the on to, to do the encore and they open within the car outside. And then during the like outro guitar part, they just go right into the guitar intro of Mr. Brightside. That would be pretty dank. User Apple Fired says, I feel like the outro riff sounds like something Tom DeLong come up with. <laughs> little little cross Do you promo agree? there. Yeah. Do you agree, Spencer? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was listening to Dude Ranch in my car earlier today. Absolutely. It also gives me big 80s vibes. That, yeah. That, well, the the especially the the baseline the, of this the song bridge really the, yeah that like yeah like i think I of that agree. kind of heavy ass bass is like very that type of musical thingy it's got a very like shadow play kind of yeah. bass yeah no i feel that you know and i you know even that guitar part gives me like a joy division by vibe the, the the bridge guitar part i'm talking about so Third Reddit thread. This is from user individual coach. Quote, IMHO in the car outside is the most the killer song in years. And it's probably not a coincidence that in the car outside was co-written by Dave Kuning. Kuning. It's Kuning. I like Brandon's songs and he writes great melodies, but Dave adds a particular something. Parentheses. At this point, it is probably that indie something which creates a particular sound unique to the killers. I've been missing it. I hope Dave's influence only increases. Uh, I have opinions on this and uh, I need to ask you, Michael, have you listened to Dave's solo album? The most recent. Nope. One? No, no, I have not. Okay. Do me a favor and do it. You know, I used to think that like the whole Brandon lyrics thing was like, you know, my opinion. Oh yeah. You mentioned name. this. On, but, on the pod. Yeah, I know, but I'm restating it because you need to fucking listen to it. Re. But no, I'll for real. On. But for real. No, Dave is. I'm going to I'm going to use a positive word, but just uh, you and me know how I actually feel. OK, Dave is just as unique of a lyricist as Brandon is. All right. All right. Yeah, it's it's they have. That that solo album changed everything I thought I knew about the killers. Because it okay, it, ex- well, it explains so much. And it's so nice to have Dave back because it's it's like they've come full circle almost. Uh okay, right. So sort by controversial. What is uh okay? So SS Rodriguez C says, I don't think it is that unique. The outro is pretty much the cure. Great song, but it's hard to define as a killer song. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then individual coach says, my wife thought the outro reminded her of you too, generally, and of say something by James. I mean, I definitely just get the set. The it's it's kind of like an amalgamation of the way a lot of uh, definitely the cure, but also new order, Norder. and also 
a bunch of other bands like modern what was that one band modern something can't remember what their name is but also um english baseball modern Times. i can't remember their name might it might be modern english well but uh i still i i can kind of buy this you know i the killers i don't think this is the most the most killer song though in years though no i mean in year they had many the killers songs on imploding the mirage okay what's the most the killers song in years or like of of they, the last two albums they make one they make one every album we just did battleborn that's a killer song okay when you hear battleborn you're like this is undoubtedly a killer song that is fair okay you know what's okay now this might be a pod spoiler what's the most killers out song on uh pm on pressure machine yeah ah <sighs> jeez this might be it Ooh. this very well could be it um, let me look up all the songs on Pressure Machine. I whenever I have to think about all the songs, I just like my brain just is like, oh, you don't know any of those songs. I'm like, yes, I do. Runaway Horses. Runaway Horses. That's a good call too. It's it's. So like it's I, I also song. think I also agree that I think that Cody the Miracle. Yeah, Cody the Miracle. Absolutely. That's the most. That's the most that's killer it. song. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll we'll determine that when we do that on the pod, but. You know, thanks for your input, individual coach. But you're wrong. Yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> All right. Next up, we actually have a Reddit, a, a, a mega thread on the Reddit. Okay. All right. Mega thread. So, mega thread. This is from user Roasty32. Yeah. Um, who there's the content of this Reddit thread is just a link to the Genius Lyrics YouTube and Apple Music. And I'm going to go by best comments first. Best comment is from there's no way I'm due to. Who says, I, d- I see people don't care for the long outro, but I really dig it, especially the faint singing in the background while the guitar plays. Uh, so I'm, I'm just scrolling through the thread with a uh, new suggested on here. Um, and user cut scared says, I want a pop punk ska version of this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Someone, that would be awesome. Someone do that. Pop punk ska version of In the Car Outside. Get to work, kids. That would be probably pretty dang. Uh, Koidsman says, honestly, the only song I really loved on the album. I don't agree with that. There's a couple songs on this record I thought were just outstanding. Yeah, definitely. And wow. Then, then we got Superheated LOL who says, this might be one of the only tracks in the Killer's discography that makes me actively angry. Wow. Uh, Machops don't cry as always with the wrongest opinion says the last two album the last two minutes alone make this album worth listening to just a shame it's the only song of its kind on PM if TK8 sounds like this it will be very good shut up Machops don't cry you fucking wrong I just Machops don't cry is such a like it's a he's like a killer's boomer yeah no exactly no they were only good with hot fuss every i'm like why are you still listening yeah like get get off of this fucking reddit bud (laughs) there's there's other bands that sound like hot fuss killers yeah go listen to someone who does that 
Did you see that? I think Brittany sent it to you, that uh, guy who's like how to write a killer's song. I didn't watch the like video. A, it it was sent to me, but I didn't watch it. It was it was but it was uh, the killers doing. I can't remember what song it was, but like a killer's version of a song. And it's funny to me that when they do something like that, they just make it sound like hot fuss killers. They don't make it sound like modern killers, which are very different. Yeah, this no. does have that vibe with the th- like the doo 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 thumpy bass and like you know the high energy, but it also lacks the synths of Hot Fuss, which Hot Fuss was replete with synths. So, I, it just it, to just to bring it back around, I just it's so interesting to me that Machops Don't Cry is such a like I if I only will be happy with the Killers' work in the present age if it sounds like their original album from two thousand four. Exactly. It's like fucking your killer's boomer is right. I think we're going to start using that. Yeah. So anyone who's a hot fuss purist is a killer's boomer. I don't get me wrong. I love that album. Yeah. But I also love how the killers have evolved. So uh, user inquisitive says maybe my favorite on the record. It's definitely close. I love how much you can tell the guitar work is Dave's the riff that comes in and ultimately drives the entire back half of the song feels to me like a cross between the dustland fairy tale outro and the extended bridge they add live for two for reasons unknown yeah thanks inquisitive definitely i get the the for reasons unknown vibes too yeah no that was good so that yeah uh okay right next uh user oh jesus there's a meme no there's not okay so this is user professional self 829 and their thread in the car outside. Michael. Is it just me or does anybody else feel like in the car outside is a mixture of every killer's album? For example, wow. the start sounds very much like Hot Fuss and has a very Samstown-esque bass throughout. It has the more pop vibes of day and age with the build up to the climax in the likes of Battleborn and Wonderful Wonderful. And it feels like a very positive vibe like you get from Imploding the Mirage. Just my opinion. Love the song. Thoughts. Uh, for me, before we read the comments, I think that uh, it does definitely have like the bass and the intro remind me of Hot Fuss. But like I said, the lyrics, the way they sound reminds me of Tyson versus Douglas from Wonderful, Wonderful. So, I mean, it is kind of like a, it, it is a very modern killer song because it borrows from all their work and. uh kind of puts it all together, which I feel like there's a lot of that on Pressure Machine. And uh, I mentioned it in our exclusive about Pressure Machine, but I think that Brandon really flexes his growth as a lyricist in this album. And you can really see that with this one where like, this isn't, there's so many songs by the killers that are about like having undying love for your partner or your wife. But then there's, this other like darker side, which gets explored a lot on this album. And especially with this one where like you get that second verse where the guy's like clearly unhappy in his marriage and is like, he's, you know, going off and cheating. Mm-hmm. He's cheating. So, you know, it's, it's not the, like we can do this. Let's rely on each other. Like rut style vibe. It's very much a like <laughs> leave the bourbon on the shelf. I am sad. Mid midnight show. My relationship is a failure. Replaceable vibe. Exactly. 
So I, you know, I appreciate what professional self is seeing here. And I definitely agree. I don't know if it, it legitimately takes a little bit of everything or sounds like everything, but it does set, definitely sound like a culmination of what the killers have been working on. I buy that. I think I don't agree with this person calling it a positive vibe, but maybe I'm just weird because I actually listen to the lyrics. Right. Because this is not a happy song. No, not at all. And so I think that's kind of weird. Um, but other than that, you know, whatever. Let's see what other people think. OK. Benny Big D. Reddit post mm-hmm. of the fucking day. Don't care what he says. I agree that the sound is indicative of hot fuzz, Sam's down and day and age. I don't agree with the positive vibe, though. I don't hear any dub dub or BB in there. You're getting an upvote, friendo. And right. also. Um, your name is awesome. I just I also get the sensation with with some of these like you like what you're saying. You listen to the lyrics. This is definitely a very upbeat song. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like uh, Quiet Town. Exactly. Quiet Town has that same energy where it's like, OK, we got this positive, nice sounding thing. And then it's kind of sad music. Mr. Brightside's like that. The killers have mastered this way. Like, oh, this song is fun and danceable or, you know, groovy. It makes me want to tap my feet, but it's also the lyrics are very sad. You know, the killers are I the mentioned. masters of the sad, upbeat song. Right. They took the torch from Third Eye Blind and ran with it. I mean, other bands have definitely done it. You know? Yeah, other so, bands have done sad, upbeat songs, but you're yes. you're you're not wrong. So Third Eye Blind is a good example. Anyway, um. You know what that? Oh, look at the clock. It's lyrics o'clock. Lyrics, lyrics time. o'clock. I'm it's lyrics time. Tick tock. Everybody it's get time. up. Okay. It's time for um, lyrics now. So, uh, good news. I'm reading the lyrics this week because you read them last week. Suck a fuck. Okay. Uh, however, annotations. Uh, we have to do the voices for the intro. I'm so glad that the lyrics have the the intros. Yeah. So intros. So do you want to be uh, John or the unnamed man with the girlfriend named Beth? Oh, I'm no, the that's unnamed John. man. Really? I'm, no, 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 that's that is no. John. Uh, You're guy... John. I'm going to be the bold text. OK. OK, so. Okay. Right. So so you're John or I'm wait. I'm jo- I'm going to be the guy in the bold text. OK, OK. Who okay. loses the right. thing. And then, all right, here we go. All right. It in the car outside tells a one sided story of a man in a marriage that is no longer working out. The main focus is on what a partner might do when they feel like everything has fallen apart and how some people turn to infidelity. Mm. Notably, the entire song is from a man's perspective as he describes the actions and words of both his wife as well as an older love interest. It is not explicitly stated, but it is possible that the wife has mental health issues that the man is unable to understand or the small town cannot help resolve. Brandon Flowers' wife has mental health issues, and he has written songs about her issues and his relationship her on recent albums. Thus, it would be fitting for him to funnel that into a story for the album's small town setting. Instrumentally, the song is very upbeat and contrasts with the darker message in the lyrics. It has been noted by some critic reviews as well as fans, that this song feels like a nod to earlier music from the Killers with its pace and style. I'm going to read this part. What have the artists said about the song? Brandon Flowers. This song started really quickly, and it was one of those moments that, you always, that you're always waiting for. One of the reasons why you get in the garage in the first place. 
is just this communal experience that you can share with people. And it was born really fast and it was really exciting to be a part of via Apple Music. All right. And then we're going to do intro man one and two and I am man one. Yes. Hi, Beth. Oh, I was just calling you to chat with you. I'm probably going to have to get up at the butt crack of dawn tomorrow. Oh, I hear Patsy backed out on you tomorrow. Is she? Damn it, John. Huh? I lost that freaking steel line. Ugh. Shit. Okay, it's all right. Go fucking find it. <laughs> ah, shit, I'm looking, man. Ah, oh, fuck. See, I told you my head don't work right. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. How was that? That was awful. Thank you. Good. Perfect. Uh, First one. No, wait, I'm reading the. There's an annotation. Oh, yeah, there's an annotation for all that. On the intro, voice intro thing, and it's a recording of two men doing mechanical work with one named John talking on the phone to his wife. Metallic noises are heard rather loudly throughout. Clang. Conversation is very one-sided, and even when it sounds like the wife is trying to say something or ask a question, John keeps rambling from his own perspective, highlighting his inattention to his wife. The one-sided point of view follows throughout the entire song. And oh. verse one has an annotation. All right. Read so it. I'm going to let you read the verse first because it's about the verse. Okay. Um, okay. Verse one. Uh, I'm in the car. I just needed to clear my head. She's in the house with the baby crying on the bed. She's got this thing where she puts up the walls so high. It doesn't matter how much you love. It doesn't matter how hard you try. So annotation. A man is unsure of what to do with his failing marriage and mainly highlights his wife as the source of their issues. The importance of the point of view here is that we do not know how true his, the claims about his wife are, nor do we know why their marriage is failing or when it started. Because of this, it could possibly be the man mentally convincing himself that he cannot do anything else to fix the relationship. Did you say who that was from? I did not. It's from This River is Wild. Triangle. Okay. All right. Verse two, we got a place with a fence and a little grass. I put this film on the windows and it looks like chapel glass, but so there's a annotation on it. Put this film on the windows, <laughs> just referring to stained glass stickers. That's from and Savvy Bowvy. Savvy Bowvy. It looks like chapel glass is from this river is wild. Who says the man is religious and he is trying to invigorate himself through faith. He wants his home to be safe and holy despite the family problems. Or he's just using imagery to describe a thing. Right. Because people do that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. cool to have. It's called it's film. called a it's called a it's called a, a simile or a metaphor. It's it called to... fashion, sweetie. But when she turns, it's like the shadow on the cross. Don't cast no blessing over our lonely life. Despite his reliance on faith, the man is overshadowed by the issues with his wife. He feels like his home and his family are abandoned by God. God has left this place. All also from perish. this river is wild. It's true. It's like waiting for a train to pass, and I don't know when it'll pass. Trains, trains, trains. Much like sitting at a railroad, unable to, unable to cross due to a passing train, the man feels stuck in this life, unable to move. 
Notably, trains are also a repeating symbol in this album, ding, with one stranger in Quiet Town describing them as a way to escape a negative life, whereas here the man Through compares death. the train to an obstacle. Firth, further, in, further, in Quiet Town, a literal train kills a young couple, thus leaving their baby an orphan, while the metaphorical train here is destroying the relationship of two parents. Hence, trains are destructive in these two cases. That whole, like, last paragraph was completely unnecessary. The first two were fine. The second one, I, that's a bit of a stretch. Also, I don't I think mean, they, I thought the kid wasn't born yet. I thought they were planning to have a little girl. We've done Quiet uh, Town. Uh, I'm opening up the Quiet Town lyrics really quick. Um, uh, we're planning on getting married after graduation, had a little baby girl. Okay, I guess it was had. They had, so it was an orphan. Okay, whatever. Uh, chorus. But I remember when she used to set the room on fire with her eyes. Uh, sorry, I was looking further in the lyrics. The man tries to lighten himself through nostalgia, reminiscing about earlier times where the, just the sight of his wife was enough to make him happy. Um, swear to God. It's like a flood of grief and sorrow from a haunted life. The sadness of his wife quickly eclipses the brief happiness the man just had looking back. The description insinuates that his wife has had this sadness for a long time, and given how heavy-handed the description is, it's entirely possible that she has deeper mental health issues. The husband is either unaware of what these problems truly are, or is he is unable to resolve them. That conflict is very likely as it would relate to Brandon Flowers' past experience with his wife. That's also from This River is Wild, who did most of these. Uh, when she cries, like a train, it's a lot. Can you imagine First, someone crying like a train? I mean, she cries like a train. <laughs> there you go, I did it. Um, Jesus. Fellas, if she cries like a train, has the soul of a truck, and drop kicks the shame. She's a keeper. That's not your girl. That's Tana Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I welcome to the dumbest joke we've ever made, everybody. <laughs> no, You've done not it. by a, not Very by good. a long shot. Perfect. Not, but okay, what's all right? So it's tweet or email the pod the dumbest joke you think we've ever made. I think that fucking meme I made with the great Gatsby, but Brandon's eyes is one of the dumbest things I've ever done. <laughs> I like how we both, um, uh, blink on fashions of aching was pretty. Oh, bad. yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Early that one will haunt me into my old age. Apparently, the killers are playing Bling during their tour right now, which is awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, I hope. I hope if they when they get here next year, we'll be able to see them do that. <laughs> <sighs> I hope so too. Anyway, um, verse three. Wait, yeah, I should probably read the thing first. So. I dropped a line to a flickering high school flame. We laughed about all the ways our lives had changed. She's up the road about 35 miles north. Got two little boys in school. Just had a really bad divorce. And in a moment of weakness. And I got to read the annotation for verse three. Verse three. The man decides to meet up with an ex-girlfriend from high school where they both feed off nostalgia from their earlier life. Notably in the chorus just prior, nostalgia about his wife failed to help the man. 
So now he makes the next step do, to do the same thing with someone else, likely with the intent to cheat on his wife. Yeah. The fact that the woman herself has gone through a failed marriage likely solidifies the connection between the two. That's also from This River is Wild. User of This River is Wild. Yes. Um, and there's a additional annotation, another possible interpretation by Solo Genius 11. It is a flashback, and it's actually about how he started serious relationship with his wife. She is being in a... I don't agree with you. I'm not going to continue that. Um, <laughs> chorus. I told her if she ever needed a helping hand, I would lend. Swear to God. It's like a part of me that's screaming not to jump <coughs> gets lost in the sound of the train. It's a lot. I like how I never realized that's what he was saying. I always thought the lyric was, it's a lie. So I, did I. I didn't realize he's saying it's a It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> It's so I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's such a matter of fact fucking line. Yeah, that's a lot, man. <laughs> anyway, there's an annotation there. Here, the man admits that he is knowingly trying to cheat on his ex-wife or his wife with ex his ex-girlfriend. But his ex-wife with his ex-girlfriend. The, the man had likened his wife crying to a train in the previous chorus. Thus <laughs> he blames her sorrow here for his inability to listen to his own moral compass. Spencer is really on one today. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm super interrupty. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, Do you have an energy drink or something before this? I had a Coke and uh, a, a Jewish sandwich. Like a, I had a, I I went and had lunch with some vegan friends, and they. Do you know where? Have you heard of a place called Rebel Cheese here? I have not. Uh, so it is a vegan deli where they make stuff that's actually fairly comparable to like real human food, but it's all vegan. So I had a vegan corned beef sandwich that was very good. Yum. Yeah. If you're vegan. All right. Rebel cheese, everybody. Check it out. Yeah. Free advertisement. Uh, Bridge. Trying hard not to care. Swear to God. Outro. I'm in the car outside. 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 The repeating outro explicitly calls back to the first line of the song. I'm in the car. I just needed to clear my head. The man is still in the same place that he started, insinuating that his love affair did not change anything for him in the end. Huh? Yeah. So yeah, then no, that the 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 biggest thing is like I thought that lyric was it's a lie, and the fact that it's it's a lot is weird to me. It's a lot. I mean, it's just a lot to deal with. This this American life, I'll tell you. It's a lot. What'd you think of those lyrics, Michael? You know, they're good. Uh they're very solid. Tells a great it has a narrative that's Pretty easy to follow. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of references to some sort of motorized vehicle and like giving it personifications. So and, you know, also giving the attributes of a machine to a person. Uh, so tradition, traditional, traditional Brandon thing. Yes. Vehicular personification. Yeah. That's Brandon Flowers middle name. Saw them at South by. All right. Um, <laughs> live versions. Live versions. Uh, so, yeah, there were no name the same this week. Uh, are you surprised by that? I am a little bit because it's not like this is a crazy phrase. I'm in the car outside. I feel like it would be yeah. like 
I feel like it would be the kind of lyric that you hear in like a shitty country <laughs> song. Right. But I guess not. But I guess not. Okay, anyway. So this is the killers performing in New York City at the Terminal 5 venue. Smoke in the car outside. Oh, oh somebody just comes. Oh my god. No, I, it's I, still it's still going. Stop stop it, my <laughs> Jake Blanton, Dave Cuning, Brandon. That's obviously Ronnie. And then I don't know who that is back there doing sound and keys and stuff. I like just that person on the balcony who's not into it at all. The top left corner of the frame. Yeah. Just texting. Yep. Wait, did you? I can see your cursor. Well, is it moving? It was like right above the keep. Now I can see it on like the left side of the screen. Oh, that's not that's not my cursor. That's oh, that's like a laser or something. Oh, it is. It look, I thought it was your cursor. I was like, how does that work? I don't know. All right, Brandon just took the mic off the mic stand. And he covered his eyes. Classic. Swear to God. Also, um, Ted is there. We should go see if the outro is like five minutes. Now he actually sings the I'm in the car outside. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Okay. That was good. What do you think of that that live version? You think uh, I mean tight as always, fellas. Did tight, a great job. Tight like a tiger. That's right. I mean that's the they did a solid solid live version. I would expect nothing less. Exactly. Okay, so this is a popular song and people do like it. And there were a couple of covers this week. However, as an apology for the double advertisement last week, I am not running an ad. No ad. Wow. No what ad. a generous guy. What a generous, generous dude. Yeah, I know. This is going to be our most popular episode. <laughs> well, uh, let's listen to those covers then. All right. So first off, we've got the lead singer of the band The Fillers, a killer's cover band. And uh, this is an acoustic cover. You got a Weezer shirt on? Oh, he teleported. Sure. She's got the same. She puts it so high, it doesn't matter how 
That's a really cool magic trick, though. Yeah. Swear to God. Swear to God. It's a lot. <laughs> so what'd you think of that? Uh, that's nice. Nice cover. Very chill. Yeah. And then uh, there were only there. were Okay. So here's what happened. There were like five or six covers. Uh, there was a piano cover. <laughs> there was a guy doing like a tutorial. And uh, all of them, all of them were no singing. Uh, just instrumental, and you know how we feel about that on the pod here. So I skipped those. However, the user Skylar Mahar posted a video of them performing this song literally today. So let's listen to that. Okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, sitting on the stairs. Wow. Of the house. Acoustic wow. guitar. This is very Gerwig. Yeah, this is peak Gerwig energy. Yeah. Floopy hair. Stare directly into the camera. Yeah. He's got like a David Koresh thing going on in the face. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Skip ahead. All right. Oh, nice. Now it really does sound like a Blink-182 riff. Right. Trying right. hard. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh my god. I'm in the car! Yeah, Tom yeah. DeLong doing uh, in the car outside would be really, really something. Very accurate. I mean, that's probably what the pop punk version would sound like is like a Blink 182 song. Yeah, no. This is a nice cover. Yeah, I like that a lot. G- Gerwig, but you know, despite like how high or like how loud you have to project your voice for that first part of the song, the audio Hon- held up. Honestly, this guy has uh, some like the same kind of energy as uh, what's his name? Max Power. Max Power. Yeah. Like, he, uh, yeah, he re he redid the instrumentation. He, you know, gave his own twist on the song. He didn't shy away from like. The parts of the song that might be weird on Kusti. No, it was, it was good. It was real good. Well uh, done, user. Skylar Mahar. Skylar Mahar. Skylar Mahar. 
anyway, so Michael. Yeah. Um, you know, we've uh, we've talked about the song for almost exactly an hour. Yes. Uh, what are your final thoughts on the song In the Car Outside by the band The Killers? This is a good song. Um, again, if it, it, it it's I don't know that it cracks my top five refresher machine, but it, if it did, it'd be number five. Uh, I like the I like a lot of the instrumentation here. You know, we've got a lot of Dave influence and the guitar work is really good. And then the lyricism I can appreciate as well. Um, there's just I think it's not that there's anything wrong with this song, in my opinion. It's just that there are better songs on the album. Yeah, I agree with that. So I agree. I hope that they I hope that they found that steel line. Yeah, me too. Me too. Steel line ain't cheap. So. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, well, just a glamp for like five seconds. Okay. I really appreciate that most of Spencer's opinions this week are just, yeah, no, I agree with that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I've had a really long week. I'm very tired. <laughs> Spencer's just too busy thinking about corn dogs. Yep. I love them. <laughs> anyway thank you so much for listening if you've made it all the way to the end of the podcast and uh you enjoyed what you've heard uh first off thank you very much for listening all the way to the end and second of off of off second of uh, off you can always support us financially using the link at the bottom of every episode to the support us on anchor page and if you want to have access to exclusive episodes, full episode notes, and other stuff, you can also support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash soul of a trucker killers podcast. Uh, if you think that I'm funny, although not this week, because I'm just not funny, I'm just weird. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. That's at soul of a truck pod. And if you think Michael's funny, you can always follow us on Instagram. That's Instagram.com slash soul of a truck pod. Uh, I have been Spencer Polio and Michael Nance was also here. <laughs> here uh, I was. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much, Michael. Say goodbye. Bye, I love you. Yeah.